Hi, I'm Phil Paluccia from Billionaires in Boxers, and you are set to watch or listen to Leslie Nace. Fantastic interviews, incredible insights. Stay tuned. Welcome to The Client Whispers. I'm your host, Leslie Nace. In this series, I interview entrepreneurs about the importance of communicating, both in the physical and spiritual realm. What inspiration guided them on the path to success in their business and personal life? Stay tuned and find out. Welcome to Client Whispers, the podcast where I talk to entrepreneurs with a little bit of a spiritual bend in there. But I want to know what inspired them? What's their unique talent? How did they get to be an entrepreneur from where they were to where they are? And how do they give back in life? So today I'm going to introduce you to my guest, Lynn Whitbeck. Now I've known Lynn for many years and I've really enjoyed what she has to say and where she's come from. But today I'm not going to give you all that. I'm going to let Lynn tell her own story so that you can hear straight from her, her journey of how she became the entrepreneur that she is today. Hey, Lynn, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really thrilled to be here with you. Tell us about your story. How did you come? And I'm going to give everybody a little hint. How did you become the queen of sales? (laughs) Well, you know what? I think I started when I was a child, a young girl um, in Girl Scouts, and we had the coveted cookie badge, and you literally had to sell a truckload of cookies to get this cookie badge. And I took my best friend, who was the most shy, introverted, um, you know, very, very subdued person, hauled her with me to sell these cookies. And I developed a plan where we would be out in front of the store and I'd be like the Walmart greeter and I'd bring people into the table and then she would take their money and give them their cookies. And we ended up being the only two girls in our entire district to win that cookie badge. So that was a very big um, deal for me back then, but it was One of the things is I loved being a Girl Scout. I loved the cookies. And it was easy for me to bring people to the cookie table because I was passionate about the organization and the product. And in sales, you need those two things. You need to be passionate about the product and about the organization and about what you do and how you help and serve others. And if that is not there then you need to go find another job (laughs) that has those elements because you need all three. You need to feel really great about how you're helping and serving others and the impact that you're creating. You need to feel great about your product and service. Those two tend to go hand in hand. And you you got to feel really solid about the organization and the products and services that you deliver and the people that are there because it's not just you. Um, If you're in production, some kind of manufacturing, there's a whole host of people that are helping making that happen. In my current group, there's my business that I have now, there's a whole team that's making 
the, and it happened for our clients and the impact that we're delivering. So you've got to have all three together. And if one of those is missing, sales is going to be a much more of a struggle. And it's, it's not going to feel as good. You're not going to be able to wake up and get, all right, well, I get to go out there and sell widget A today or service B, right? And it makes a really big difference in your whole life when you love what you do. I love that you, um, there, that, that wonderful word love, you know, it's, um, you can feel the enthusiasm of that young girl of that determined nation to have that competitive edge in many ways to stand out in front of a store and talk to people with ease. Now, how old do you think you were? That eight, nine or older? I don't, not sure. Yeah. I, you know, it was, you know, maybe, yeah, nine to 10 years old. <laughs> nine to 10. Okay. So here you are at this, this age that you're, you're approaching people and you're bringing them over. And, and obviously the, the Girl Scout cookies are something that is recognizable as a brand and a label. So you went from that, and once you found that love of being able to sell, did you find in this whole journey, you know, I mean, I would think, did you know, maybe if I asked it this way, that that was a unique talent of yours? Or would you say there's another unique talent? (laughs) Well, you know, it all really comes out of my core value, which is to help and serve and to create impact. Um, That is what drives me. And it, it's really how I approach every day is how I get to help and serve others. And um, in my case, it's through selling a product or service because I've sold both products and services and combined products and services. And it's a way for me um, to take something off someone else's plate where they don't have to think about it anymore. Uh, It's a way for me to help guide them to a better path so that they can have a, uh, you know, a phenomenal opportunity and experience come back to them because they've put things in order and created a a strategy. So, Mm -hmm. I really think that when it comes down to it, it's because of that, that, uh, and I chose the vehicle of sales. You know, I could have gone down another road and done something different with this desire to help and serve others. But for me, sales was a really great fit. And, and it was also a really good fit because of the fact that I, I, that customer and client care that was so focused on taking care of my clients, and I still am, of course, and making sure that they are getting the value um, that I've promised I'm going to over-deliver, right? That um, it's it's just really been a good fit for me. So I'm going to drill down a little bit more because entrepreneurs, this is about your journey and how did you make that leap from, you know, okay, you you did the cookies. Like, did you go to college for this? Did you end up in another company? Because I mean, I know where you're at at this time, but our listeners don't know how you got from there. So it's like, what 
drove you along the line and what did you learn? And what was that aha point that really brought you to those values of what you said of, you know, your, your care for your clients? Well, you know, you know, honestly, you know, you don't go to college to learn sales. <laughs> don't do that. Um, after I came back uh, from um, getting my um, MBA, um, I was working at a company and I wanted to go into outside sales. And the owner of the business um, and a full disclosure happened to be my father um, was and he it was like, no, 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 this isn't a good idea. I don't want this to happen. And um, it was his business partner who said, well, just let her give it a go. And so I went around and shadowed my father for two weeks. And then I went out on my own on April Fool's Day. Woohoo! Um, ironically, <laughs> here we are. Eight months later, I had outsold his business partner. And wow. the next year, I outsold my father, who had been a sales veteran for, you know, 30 years or something. I don't whatever it was. Oh, my and gosh. And, uh, and it was because I cold called all of my accounts as well. Um, and so the lessons learned like from that Girl Scout and then when I was in college, I sold Avon and it was the ability to ha approach people, to ask, to follow up, um, to not take no as an absolute and said it was no for now. Mm -hmm. And to look for things that mattered to that person. So like with Avon, if somebody was really fond of lipstick, um, when the lipsticks went on sale, I would say, hey, Leslie, we've got our lipsticks on sale this week and you get two for one, you know, so you yeah, and would you be interested in taking a look? Because I know you really love lipstick. And then it would be like, oh, oh, they're on sale and then, yeah, that was your, you love lipstick. And by the way, do you want to look, we have a few other specials, you know, and <laughs> they're going on. And so yeah. that was us really getting to know what mattered to people and what were the things that they would, their ears or their eyes, you know, their ears perked up, their eyes perked up, their whole body language <laughs> changed when they were interested mm -hmm. in something and really making note of that and then um, keeping that dialogue moving forward that, you know, it's in some cases it took months, you know, <laughs> literally months, but I would get an order, you know, and that first order, I made sure that I remember one project that I had and we had a really tight turnaround and I actually bribed someone in the bindery because at that point we only worked one shift to help me make sure that the job got done that night so that it could be shipped the next day and um, so that I could deliver the order a day early on a really tight timeline. And, um, and we did, right? But that was a way to over deliver um, uh, on, on the project. And it was the first one I'd done for that client. That client eventually became uh, a 24-year-old relationship. And I'm still connected with them, you know, through all these years. I mean, they've just been mm -hmm. an amazing group of people, but, and it took me, you know, whatever it was, uh, seven to nine months to get that first order from them. <laughs> right. So you were um, cultivating uh, relationships. Yeah. So, you know, you went from that, that must've been some moment for you 
and your father to have outsold not only his partner, but him as well. And, and as you moved on to that, what I, and I think that's a great aha moment is when, you know, you apply yourself and you have the type of enthusiasm that you do for sales and products. And it's, it's interesting because not everybody has that outlook when it comes to sales. They feel that, oh, this is kind of yucky. I don't want to do this. So what else did you add to your tool belt along the way before you had your own company? Well, you know, all the way through with sales, you, you basically are an entrepreneur because in sales, you know, you're, you know, going out, at least in my role of sales, I had to go and find my own clients. I had a cold call on people. I had to nurture and build that relationship till I got that first opportunity. And then even after you got that first project, you had to keep working on that to become, you know, really put yourself in a position so that you were the go-to uh, supplier. And you're learning along the way, you know, about other people. And it's a human-to-human -human relationship. And it's understanding what matters to people, what makes them tick, what are their motivations, what are uh, emotions um, that that will really either attract or repel them, and then working with that. Uh, and also the idea of coming up with a strategy of really not just, you know, you call once and they say no and you move on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most sales don't occur that way. And instead, having a strategy for how I would keep the conversation moving forward and always putting myself in the client's position, like you walk a mile in their shoes and you think, OK, so why would this matter to them? What's going to um, what will they hear that will move them more towards me? not repel, right? Be more attractive. And so, uh, and there's a funny story that I have about that with a huge corporate account that was later when I had moved into a big v corporate career as VP of global sales. And I would, every time I would phone or leave a voicemail, because I basically never got them on the phone, um, send them an email, send them a, a, a handwritten note or a package I always put things that made sense to him that was going on in their world that would matter to help guide him towards the next conversation. Because I had had a conversation with him. I know he needed our services, our products and services, and I understand some of the pain points, but every time I led with the value to move, take a step forward. And literally, he ghosted me for months, for months. And I went through step by step, step by step. And at step 12, I had this thing where I would just send somebody um, a lunch meeting invite. And this meant that I would have to fly in to have these lunches. And he accepted. And so I flew in. I, I never even, I mean, I literally got one sort of confirmation that I, you know, I confirmed when I was traveling in and when I would pick them up, never literally heard a boo back 
but he had accepted that invitation. When I showed up at their corporate offices, he was ready to go. We went to lunch and had a three-hour lunch, and he told me flat out, he said, well, I got to eat. And he said, you have been diligent about sending me information, and I know that I need to carve out time for this. I've just been so busy. But everything that you were giving me reminded me that I needed to put this, move it to the front burner. And we moved that conversation and that sale forward in a big way that day. And um, long-term, that I closed that, that huge corporate account. But it was because of having a strategy. And that's the key thing that I learned through all of my sales is that you can either just throw stuff against the wall and see if it sticks or you can actually invest a little bit of time up front and figure out what the plan is and what your strategy is so that you can keep moving the conversation forward because no is simply a no not for not now and it and it could be that it's not because they're not interested and it, or it's just like well maybe in 6 months we might be ready for this but it's like they're just really busy and they got other things mm-hmm. they're dealing with mm-hmm. So, um, and that's the key thing. It's a human to human relationship. And when you do that, it also is demonstrating to your, your future client, you know, future client, what it's going to be like to work with you, that you're going to be diligent. You're going to be, uh, timely. You're going to not waste their time and you're in it with them. And it really establishes your credibility, um, and it goes a long way to moving that relationship forward. That you read so many golden nuggets right in there um, that I'm going to use a little bit later. But one of the most important things that I think that you said is that it's a human to human relationship. In this day and age, when I'm sitting on one side of the U.S. and you're sitting on the other side of the U.S., literally on one coast to another coast, um, our relationship has been over some kind of video matter. So, and so many of the things that you talked about was you, you, as, uh, you learned how to read body language, you, and that's all the facial expressions. That's all the voice expressions. in any of that I am wondering if you can, because I truly believe that all of us have intuition and that at some point that intuition or that knowing really strikes you that this is like, this is the person who's going to go. This is the person who's not going to go. What sticks in your mind as an entrepreneur as to one of those times in your gut that you knew something was the right move for you to make. Well, and I've also known when something was not right. Um, and I mean, and that's really a more poignant story for me is that at one point when I changed companies, everything in me was screaming, this is not the right organization. And uh, I ignored it. And I just went, no, no, I'm just, it's just because this is a stressful situation to be changing organizations. Um, but literally a weekend, I was sobbing in my shower. <laughs> like, what have I done? This is the biggest mistake I've ever made. And 
I needed to trust my gut and I didn't. Um, and so, you know, I just sort of soldiered on and, and then I moved to another organization later on. But that was a time when I denied um, and ignored um, everything that was screaming at me that it was wrong, 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 wrong. Now, another time that I'll say the exact opposite was my second date with my late husband. It was the first time I'd ever had a better second date than a first date. And it's literally like I knew at the end of that second date that he was the one. I just knew. And mm -hmm. so, you know, when you don't, um, you don't tap into those emotions and that intuition, uh, the, your body, the universe, it really is telling you something that you need to hear and you need to listen to and not just discount it. Um, in the case of uh, my late husband, I absolutely embraced it with <laughs> open arms. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was, you know, but that mistake that I made that one time, after that, I learned never again. You know, if you don't, if something doesn't feel right, you've got to why really tune into that and sort through that and then trust that instinct that you have because sometimes you've picked up on things subconsciously that you didn't pick up consciously. They haven't registered. And there's so much mm -hmm. of our, our brain is what's going on is subconscious. Right. So uh, really tapping yeah. into that. Now, there are times when it's just something that's holding us back because we're afraid. It's new. It's different. You haven't done that before. So that's another time where you, you literally sit with yourself, you know, and you sort of let it wash through you and what's you're really feeling and what's really going on. Uh, and then you can recognize, okay, um, and you and I have done this before, like, no, you know, this is, this is, um, this is fear or this is the self doubt. And I, what yeah. are all the, the things you pull out of your value vault as to why you've got this, why you've done something either the same or similar before, or you have all the building blocks to put this together so that, mm -hmm. and you know, that heck yes, you can ask for that sale. Yes, you can ask for it twice. Yes, you can pause and then ask them, tell me more, help me understand when you get an objection, right? So all those tools that you're going to pull together to really have that human to human relationship and that dialogue so that you can um, nurture and move the relationship forward. Yeah, that's great. Good. That's uh, wonderful. Um, we are starting to run down on time and I, I do want to get back. Um, I have like two more questions. I would really like to make sure that our listeners um, get the answers to. So what are the ways that, you know, now you have, you developed your own company and you can tell us the name of your own company and but tell me, I mean, in a, in a shorter, real condensed sentence, because um, I know this is something you do very easily and often, but how do you give back 
give back to others or your community. And in, you know, what form? Maybe it's a podcast, a book, um, whatever you might have. So how do you give back? Well, I actually give back because in a lot of different ways. One is that I provide free sales um, strategy training to um, diversity groups and to uh, veteran-owned businesses, so a couple of organizations like that, um, and women-owned businesses. And so it's a way for me to uh, partner with those organizations and uh, provide it on that level. And so that's really uh, something that's important. Uh, and the biz, my business name, as you mentioned, is Petite to Queen. And what we do is sales strategy. So we really, um, business owners and entrepreneurs hire us to, to really understand what they need to put in place. Because, you know, most lack client retention, conversion, and profits. And so we really put the solution together for them to execute on um, and they're doing it immediately on the fly so they can take advantage of the everything that they're learning and they're putting in place um, to start putting business, um, bringing business in the door. Nice. So hopefully nice. I answered your question for you. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you, you did. Um, and because I want to lead into the next question is like, so... Petite Queen is, is your business and you just you said that you offer free strategies, but what is coming up or what is ongoing that you have in in your business that our listeners might want to tap into, you know, and and um, get your, you know, hire you to get help? Well, you know, people can work with me in a many different ways and um just going to our website at petitequeen.com, you're going to discover a, a plethora of, of resources and tools that you can use for DIY. I have a TV show called Get More Clients, where every week I teach and train on sales strategy. But when you're really in that place that you've tried a couple of different things, it's just you're frustrated, it's not working. Maybe you've worked with some people who did do that sleazy, slimy, manipulative stuff. And it was like, you must follow this exactly. Cookie cutter, exactly. You know, and it doesn't work for you or your business. Um, then you're going to find that working with us is a very refreshing change. Uh, <laughs> and you're going to be able to apply and adapt what we have immediately for your business and really put you in a position to just bring in the clients so that you can help and serve them. And you're creating that impact in the world that you want to be creating. Fantastic. So they should go to Petite Queen and it's not the word, it's the number, you know, we'll make sure that those are in, um, in the links here so that you can find that information. And we have just like a minute left here. So the golden nuggets that Lynn gave us today was the human to human relationship. That contact, especially in this day and age, is so important. And she gave you so many ways in which you can connect to her, find out more and do the know, like and trust uh, aspect of who she is and what she does in this world. 
And what matters? I mean, what matters most to you? What what matters most to your client? Um, And strategy. She's a strategist when it comes to sales. So I want to thank you so much, Lynn, for being with me here today on Client Whispers. Um, Any parting last words you'd like to say? Thank you so much, Leslie. It's such a pleasure to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity. You are more than welcome. And I hope you will all join us here on Client Whispers again when we talk to entrepreneurs about their journey, what their unique talents are, that intuitive knowing and the hits that they get along the way that brought them to the place where they are today. So thanks so much for being here. But for now, bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the Client Whispers. Be sure to share this with friends and family. And you can drop me a line, info at lesleynace.com or connect on LinkedIn. And remember, that whisper you hear might just be the inspiration you need for success. Thank you for enjoying this content by Billionaires in Boxes. If you would like to be a guest or a host, be sure to get in contact with us at billionairesinboxes.com.